Hi everyone! Welcome back to Inspire to Aspire. For this week's episode, we have yet another talented and inspirational guest. She is a pro in the social media world and has multiple experiences in managing social media professionally. Please join me in welcoming Refinery29 social media editor Hannah Bullion. As a first thing, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Hannah Bullion. I am 24 years old. I'm turning 25 next week. <laughs> um, but I'm a social strategist, social media editor at Refinery29. I've been here for, I'm coming up on three years. And in a nutshell, I'm from Michigan. And so I didn't really like know about New York and like media and magazines um, until I was in high school, really. And even then I was like, oh, that's cool. I like social media. Um, I really like to like credit my career with being a One Direction fan when I was younger because I was all over social. I had, you know, fan accounts and I was a part of like fan communities online. And I really saw like the positive power of social media while also, you know, there's negatives, of course, but I really like that's kind of when I realized, oh my gosh, I can like literally be online all day as a job and make money from it. And so kind of from there, I went to school at Michigan State University and I majored in professional writing and it was my goal to get a job at Refinery29. I was very, um, I was very set on that and I kind of tailored my entire four years of college on how to get that job while also doing a lot of other things. Um, But yeah, I majored in professional writing and I call it like, it sounds like a fake major, but it's not. It's a really great major. Um, It's kind of like public writing, but not journalism. So like, I obviously have journalism skills and capabilities, but like my entire thing is all about kind of like the rhetoric in which we speak and write. And so I think that really comes into play when it, when you're talking about social media and the way that like language can impact so much and the way that language is so different um, across different platforms. And yeah, then I interned at Refinery29 when I was in college. And from there, I just was like, okay, yep, I have to get the job when I graduate. And so I ended up getting the job. And now I've been here for, like I said, a year, two, two and a half years, coming up on three years. And it's very, very fun. It's very, it's changed a lot since I started. But yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> I didn't know that there was a major like that. I think language is especially important in social media. And yeah, that's interesting that there's a major that prepares you for that aspect. Yeah, it was a really great major. I'm actually like with all my friends that I um, graduated with when we all majored in professional writing. And we talk about how great of a major it is all the time, because we're just like, we really got to decide how we wanted to utilize it, you know, you go into journalism with one track of being a journalist, whether that's broadcast or um, being like having bylines and stuff like that. But like with professional writing, we really learned how to like, write grants, write social copy, write marketing copy, it's kind of like the intersection of like, communications and journalism, but like, so much broader. Yeah, I'll definitely have to look into that when I start deciding my major for college. You totally should. <laughs> so as a social media editor at Refinery29, um, what does your job kind of entail? My job is a lot of things. I have a lot of different projects going on all the time, a lot of different tasks I'm working on all the time. But I think the number one thing is staying up to date on news. So 
my role at Refinery is really focused on what we call referral traffic. So that's our platforms that drive traffic back to site. And that's the goal. So that's Facebook and that's Twitter and that's Pinterest. And I do do a little bit of Instagram work, but mostly my work is mostly on Twitter and Facebook. And so my goal is always drive traffic back to site and how do we build an audience and create an audience that already exists that believe and come to Refinery29 for all of their news and all of their content. And so what I do is my day-to-day is really just what are our writers and editors working on and how do I best make those stories perform across Facebook, across Twitter, across Pinterest. And the way that I look at it is the audience on Facebook is so much different than the audience on Twitter. You know, the audience on Facebook is a little bit older, while the audience on Twitter is it's more millennial. It's not so much Gen Z, but it's very much, it's a more like hip and like more up-to-date community on Twitter. And so things have to be packaged differently and not everything is going to go up on Facebook. It's going to go up on Twitter. So it's kind of like teetering on how do, how much can we alter the content to, to engage the audience? And so it's kind of my job to write headlines and call outs and choose what social, social image is going to perform best and drive the most traffic back to site. Mm -hmm. So while managing the three sites, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest, what kind of things do you usually post on there? What we do is our team of editors and writers write probably like 20 to 30 stories a day. And it's my job to put those stories on those platforms. So every day I'm taking their stories and I'm basically like building them for social, like rebuilding them for social, whether that's changing the headline, changing the call out, changing the social image, because the image on site isn't always going to be the image on the social post. So it's building those social posts. It's also engaging organically with those audiences through like retweeting our fans, retweeting celebrities, um, having social commentary on what's going on. And also, um, just talking about pop culture and being having to be on things first and i i like to think of refinery as like the cooler your 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 best friend's like cooler older sister like we know everything but we don't want to scare you like we want you to come to us we want you to come to us for your news we want to make you better because of what you read on refinery29.com I didn't know how much of a collaborative aspect there was with being a social media editor. Um, I mean, you're working with teams of editors and writers daily. What is that work environment like at Refinery29? Yeah, so usually when we're in office, it's really collaborative. Like um, for a really long time, I sat away from our editorial team. So I sat on a totally different floor. So we communicated like mostly over Slack and like in meetings. But then I moved under the editorial team and I became really close with all the the editorial team. And uh, we started just like chatting and like talking about stories in person and then COVID hit. So we were all, we're all work from home right now. And so I'd say it's a really collaborative environment. It's really, really fun. I think our editors and writers are the smartest people in the whole world. Like, and I think they're so funny and they're so intelligent and always just like have the best takes and the best taste and so it's really collaborative and they always are they're coming to me and they're asking if something if they if, they, if I think something's going to perform on social or I'm telling them hey this is trending on Facebook I think we can like hit this and it can drive a lot of traffic or people are talking about this on Twitter how can we spend this for Refinery29's angle 
And so I work really closely with them in that sense. And then also just sharing analytics, sharing what's been performing and what hasn't been performing and kind of being their go-to social person. I think that kind of working environment is so great. Um, you're able to grow your individual skills, but also grow your, I guess, people skills where you're able to talk and share with so many people from various departments. Yeah, it's really fun. They're real, like I said, they're like the best group of people ever. And they take feedback really well. And like, I take their feedback all the time. And like, I think that we all work together really well. And it's very fun to work with people that you admire also. Mm -hmm. Kind of shifting to your work on social media, out of the almost three years you've been at Refinery29, I'm guessing you've shared hundreds of posts on social media. Um, What are some memorable campaigns or posts that you've shared? Yeah, we've done so many. I mean, I can't even like remember pre-COVID things that I worked on because I worked on so much just working from home. But one thing that has been really memorable for me has been that we did, we started something back in April of last year called R29 Movie Club, which is where we all kind of get together and like watch a movie on social, like on Twitter, we live tweet a movie. And so it started off as just a way for us to like hang out as like a team. And then it became something much larger on social media. And so we started the hashtag R29 Movie Club and each week we live tweet a movie that is either woman-led or has like a woman director or just fits the mission of Refinery29. But we also do like fun movies that maybe you wouldn't expect Refinery to do. Like we did Shrek a few months ago and that was really fun because Shrek is just like having a moment on social media. Um, But the one that I'm most proud of is, I think it was like two weeks ago, we did a movie club with To All the Boys. I love before the Netflix movie with Lana Condor. And we did a live tweet with Janelle Parrish and Anna Cathcart, so Margot and Kitty from the movie. And it was really, really fun. And like, we already had that like community of fans that wanted to tweet along with like their favorite actors and with their favorite movie, like it's such a great movie. And so it was really fun to lead that and kind of just be a part of like a big moment on the internet, you know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds so fun. I'll definitely have to check out some of those in the future. I know you talked about how COVID-19 has affected social media. From a social media strategist perspective, how has this pandemic changed the way we interact or post? Social has almost become more important. I think it actually has become more important. It's It's the way in which we talk to our friends. It's the way in which we get our news. It's the way to feel connected to people when you can't be around each other. And so I'm really inspired by the work that we do at Refinery29 and the content that we put out, but also just our social team who have, we've kind of gone through the ringer these past few months. It's been really hard because there's, it's a, it's a battle with work-life balance, especially with social. Like you don't really, you log off, but do you really? Because you use social for your personal life. So it's been, it's been very difficult but very rewarding to see a community to see a community being built around the stuff that you're working on and so you know it's changed a lot but it's also I think become really powerful right now and I think that that's something that we can really lean into for these next however many more months we're going to be at home and not in the office and you know just it's really important to be able to build community online and so if we can post something that just makes someone say then that's like I feel like I've done my job. 
I totally agree with you on that. I think especially because we're all quarantined and social distancing, it's hard to get that communication even with your friends if you don't see them. And I think social media has been our main source of communication with each other. Yeah, it's been so important. And it's also just, I mean, for me personally, I have, I think because of the career that I chose, I have to have a healthy relationship with social media. So I've been really trying to work on that and like putting boundaries up when I need to. And I think it's really paid off. For sure. I think that time off of social media is also so important. Taking some time to take care of your mental health and self-care and all of that. I know you also do some freelance work on the side, being a freelance social media strategist. I think that's amazing. Uh, You're so skilled with social media and wear so many hats. How do you find that balance between doing your freelance work and also doing work at Refinery29? Yeah, when I first started doing freelance stuff, it was a lot. I was, I, I really, it was way too much. I was very new into my career and decided to just like, pull down some new hats and like try freelancing and while you can make really good money from it it's it's so much work and I I actually like really overdid myself for a while there but I think you can really find a balance especially with what you're if what you're doing for freelance is something that you're really passionate about and and in some cases that's been true for me and I have friends that freelance much more than I do and they they find that balance to be really important too. And I think it's also, you know, if you're freelancing for your friends, I think that makes it more fun. And there's always like, when you're in New York and when you work in media, your friends are always doing creative stuff. And then, yeah, I wish I had a good answer for how to balance it because it it was really difficult for me. And I still only do it pretty rarely when I'm feeling like I can really take something on. but yeah, it's some it's definitely doable. It's just like you gotta make sure it's the right freelance project. Yeah, prioritizing is super important. Um, kind of backtracking to your work as a social media strategist as a whole, from your perspective, what are some of the trends that we're seeing on social media right now? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of, you know, posts on specifically on Instagram. We're seeing a lot of we're moving away from that like aspirational level of, you know, content that you're seeing when you're scrolling on Instagram and more like informal, more purposeful, more, not informal, informational, more purposeful, like more mission driven stuff. And we've seen that in our content. Like, um, I think the most popular post refinery put out last year was like 10 white lies. Like you learned in high school about, um, history and it was kind of like demystifying or not demystifying but debunking all of these kind of lies you were told in high school and or in history class um and that was like performed so well for us and so I think it's those types of posts that are really important like how do we how do we bring truth back into social and how do we kind of teach our audience things that we want them to know and to make them better people um that's always like the core of my mission like if whatever refinery post be it like an anti-trump thing or anything of that sort or like um anything about activism like we're upsetting a lot of people yes on facebook but we're also like hopefully teaching a lot of people also that are we're giving them the tools to be better and be better in their community and 
be more knowledgeable and take that into their daily life because if they're reading it on social media, hopefully they're telling their friends about it too offline. So I think that in a long-winded answer, it's more about it's moving from like an aspirational level to more informational and more purposeful and more how do we become better as a society on social? The article about the white lies seems super interesting.、Um, I'm actually taking history right now in high school, so I'm even more intrigued. Yeah, you can show your teacher like、um, you're teaching me literal lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check it out.、Uh, right now, we are going to take a short break, and after we'll be talking more about the perks of being a social media specialist and some advice Hannah has for high schoolers who want to use social media professionally. Stay tuned. Do you have someone from a particular career field you want to hear from? If you do, head on over to @inspire2aspirepodcast on Instagram and fill out the speaker suggestions form in the bio. I'm always looking to get suggestions on who I could feature next and how I could help you achieve your dreams. While you're there, be sure to give @inspire2aspirepodcast a follow to stay up to date with the show. Now let's get back to the episode. And we're back. So, what are some of the advantages or pros of being a social media specialist? I think what's most rewarding is, like I said, like I get to put work out there that makes people feel good, and I also get to amplify the work of people that are really, really smart. Like the writers at Refinery are incredible and have so much to share and so much knowledge and passion for what they're writing and creating content about, and so. That makes me feel really good because I know that I'm getting eyes on their work. But also, I think a, a perk is just being on top of everything. I feel like I know everything at the exact time it drops, which is fun. But it's also it can be a lot. But it can be rewarding when you're like talking to your group chat and you already know everything. <laughs>、um, and then honestly, like it's brought me just a lot of. People on the internet. It's brought a lot of like a lot of those people into my life in a way that's really meaningful, and I've kind of built a community around other people that work in media and other social editors, whether or not they work at Refinery or not. So that's been really rewarding, and it's also just been really fun to be able to do something that I've always wanted to do. I think that's something that like we glossed over too much. Is like I'm very proud of myself, and that feels really good because this is like. Five years ago, this is exactly where I wanted to be. Maybe not in in my house in a pandemic, but I have the career that I want, and I feel really good about it. I think that's awesome in the collaborative environment that you have at Refinery Twenty Nine, where you can grow your skills, but also more importantly, that you're doing something that you truly enjoy and have a passion for.、Uh, for those high schoolers who have the same maybe passion as you, do you have any advice on how they can gain some more professional experiences with social media? Yeah, I think that's so cool that high schoolers are already thinking about this because. Of course, they're on social media,、um, and they see this, and it's very cool because you can. I think that high schoolers are like young people are so smart on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram, on whatever platform I don't even know about. Like they are just so smart and so capable, and so I think using those skills and taking them in places that are more of a professional setting, whether that's like creating a social account for like your high school club or creating a social campaign to like. 
become class president. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. <laughs> but like stuff like that, I think can be really tangible pieces of work when you're trying to get an internship, maybe like your freshman year. And also like if you live in a community where you want to help small businesses, like offer up your help for, you know, a couple bucks, like you can really do that. And I think that um, we should be looking to young people to show us how to use social and small businesses can really use it as well. So I think there's a lot of avenues. It's, it's all about like being brave and being, you know, um, I think being brave one, but also knowing that the work on social media can be really powerful and impactful. And it's not just selfies and it's not just, you know, funny tweets. It can be really impactful and powerful. And if you can take that and put that in a professional setting, then you're already 10 steps ahead. That actually makes me kind of curious. I know you talked a little bit in the beginning about how you ran One Direction fan pages when you were in high school, and that's how you got introduced to social media. Other than that, did you participate in any other programs or do anything else related to social media? I did not. I didn't do anything in high school. I worked at Charlotte Ruth. <laughs> um, but I didn't do anything in high school. I, In fact, I'll be totally honest, until I was like, 18 I wanted to move to Alaska and like <laughs> work outside doing something and my dreams totally changed um and so that was that's kind of funny all my friends from high school are like we remember you when you wanted to live in Alaska now you live in New York City <laughs> um which is funny but I didn't do anything in high school but I did a lot in college I my freshman year I joined our college fashion magazine which is called Vim magazine and I like all my entire career to doing that because the first person I met from that organization I was a freshman in college so I was like had no clue what I was doing but the first person I met ended up being my like to the same mentor she was the social media director of the magazine like the on-campus magazine and she was graduating and I was like oh I need to keep in touch with you like you have so much experience and like you're so cool and you're so nice and she ended up like opening all these doors for me she ended up working at refinery and got me my internship or helped me get my internship and so it was really like not so much about high school for me but it was about off the bat in college like doing everything I could as soon as I got there because I knew that's what I wanted to do and I had to I was like I can't wait until I'm a junior to figure out all of this I need to start now as a freshman because there's competition <laughs> um and so that was really important and meaningful and totally shaped my entire career and my college experience. I think it's so great that you were so active in college, especially as a freshman. I think some freshmen in college might be kind of shy to new opportunities because they are new to the school and all, but it's awesome that you were so proactive. Yeah. And like, you can do both. You can, you can have a really fun freshman year and like do the whole experience, but you can also, one thing that's really important about college is taking advantage of everything that's available for you. Like all these clubs are there for a reason. All of those organizations are there for a reason. And you re I really look at my college experience as a holistic experience because I did, I did have a lot of fun. I did go out, and then, but I also was a part of this incredible magazine that like opened all these doors for me and allowed me to do everything that I ended up doing. And then I also worked in academia for like my liberal arts college and like, all of this different stuff. So like I got as much experience as I could without overdoing it and while still staying true to like what I really wanted to do. 
Yeah, I think that's great advice for people who are listening right now who may be in college. As a last thing, in one sentence, what would you say to inspire Generation Z? Oh man, this is, I feel like I have to make it a good answer. Um, I think I would say, love what you do. That's really important. And you can make money doing what you love, but don't tie yourself worth to what you do for a living. I think it's really important to know that you can love what you do while also prioritizing yourself, prioritizing self-care, prioritizing your well-being and not overdoing yourself because it's so easy to burn out as a young person because there's all these expectations you feel and you can really start to be resentful if you start to tie your worth to what you do every single day because you're never going to feel appreciated enough, especially in social. You're never going to feel like your skills are being taken to their highest advantage. And you're never going to feel like you are owed all that you're deserved. And that's just the nature of working in, as a young person, but just like working in general and having a career. So like I said, it's just important to not tie yourself worth to what you do, but you can still love what you do and feel really good about it and make change. Yeah, no, that's awesome advice. I think these days, especially during this quarantine, our mental health and well-being may not be our first priority, but it's so important to take care of our mental health and make sure that we're all all right. So important, you know, like take your lunch break, log off for therapy, like go on walks, like all these things that you kind of forget to do because you think that your job is the most important thing in the world. And it shouldn't be, you should be the most important thing in your world and you should take care of yourself so that you can do your job to the best of your ability. So I think it's like, it's a really, it's all about boundaries. And if you can put up those boundaries, then you can be great at your job and also take care of yourself and have a life outside of your nine to five. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Thank you so much to Hannah Bullion for joining me for today's episode and sharing the behind-the-scenes work that goes on on Refinery29 social media platforms. For me, I felt like I was learning so many things during this episode from what a social media editor's daily tasks are to opinions on various issues from a professional's perspective. You can find Hannah on Instagram at Hannah Bullion and her work on Refinery29's Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest page. Be sure to tune in next Sunday to hear from another inspirational guest and visit at Inspire to Aspire podcast on Instagram for all the latest details. Catch you later.